Microphone check, one, two. Welcome to the Moss Podcast. I go by the name of DJ B. Moss, and I have a special guest in the building today. X Gang, Hustle Gang, QC. He worked with a lot of different people in the industry. Um, welcome, DJ X. What's good, bro? How y'all doing, everybody? What's good? What's good? It's, just, it's just me. Everybody. It's just <laughs> Everybody that's tuning in, everybody that's going to be listening to everybody. Right. Shout right. out to B. Moss, everybody. Appreciate it, man. How's everything been for you? Uh, life is good right now. Can't complain. Any anything anything new? A lot of new uh, situations. You feel me? You know the new record label. Um, we're gonna be opening up the new studio. Um, this coming January uh, twenty twenty. Uh, actually closed it down, made it private, but I'm opening up a, a public one. Like I said, next year uh, for all our new artists, as you know, upcoming independent established artists. Um, we got a couple of shows coming up, pretty much. So let's get started on um, how everything got started with you and. And why you do what you do as far as like music, artists, managing, um, entrepreneurship, everything. Like how did it get started for you? Should we start from before start, I came like, to Atlanta? Or let's just? start, let's start, uh, let's start uh, the reason why you moved to Atlanta. I I used to live in Florida and in Florida I used to throw parties, teen parties, college parties. Um, I used to be to the point where I used to hire DJs, I was paying them like two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred, and they would DJ and it was like to me, they suck, you know, and I used to have a lot of people at my party and they complained about them. So, you know, one of my events, I just took the money and I decided to buy my own equipment. So I ended up DJing. Um, first time I DJed, my speakers blew. So I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> the second time I DJed, my amp blew. So at that time, I was just like, maybe this ain't for me. Um, one day I ended up going to this girl's party and the DJ sucked. And she was like, yo, X, I want you to get up there and DJ. I DJ for about 15 minutes before a big ass fight broke out. Can I cuss? Yes. A uh, big ass just, fight broke out. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I played uh, Lil Boosie, set it off, and that shit went crazy. But it was so uh, dope that it was like, yo, you lit. So it encouraged me to want to DJ again. It went from DJing to me wanting want to be a rapper. And then I started, with me being a DJ, I knew a lot of other DJs. So when I started rapping, it was easier for me to get my music to them. Yo, man, play my song, man. Or I come through, they do a show. It kind of like was like a circle in Florida. We all knew each other. From I was in North Florida, I knew... DJs and promoters in Central Florida, South Florida, et cetera. Um, but to the time where I actually decided to move to Atlanta, I always wanted to move to Atlanta. I was always going to Atlanta to chase my dreams. I felt, I'm not going to say I failed my dreams, but a lot of times when I went there, situations happened. Right. You know, so, but I just kept working and grinding. So pretty much I just really sacrificed everything to move to Atlanta uh, to chase a dream, to one day, you know, make it a reality, which I feel like I've, accomplished that but i feel like you know still so much for me to write so my history is not done yet working i came here i didn't i didn't know what i was coming here for honestly you just just packed your shit up is like honestly uh my cousin he got a construction job here in Austell, right. georgia and he he was like yo i know you really want to go to atlanta you know i got a i got the opportunity to go there and he said you could pick wherever you wanted to go and it was so crazy was um I was listening to artists and, you know, they was talking about, like, Cottage Park and they missed the Cottage Park. So I was like, shit, let's go to Cottage Park. <laughs> it was right by the airport. <laughs> I mean, at this time, at that time, I wish I would listen to people that was talking about Buckhead, you know, because I would have just went straight to Buckhead. But, you know, everything happens. You know, good thing I ended up in Bankhead, you know, so. Right, right. But shout out to everybody. Shout out to all the areas here in Atlanta, you know, so. So you got to Atlanta and what made you get into um, the artist showcase type of thing? What made you just say, Instead of doing, because you used to rap, right? Yeah. So 
what made you not want to be a rapper at first and then get into the promotional side of things? Well, you know, it's crazy because we actually moved here. Um, you know, I moved here, and we was actually working with artists. You know, then things didn't really go too good with that. But it actually taught me a lot. Um, we, we Actually, things went good, you know, and then we did a lot of promotion. I learned a lot, stuff that I didn't know. I ended up getting a job at Walmart. And I was working with this uh, one girl, and she was an artist, and she was like, she wanted to go. She was performing at this event called Exposure Open Mic, which is presented from Hustle Gang, Defiant, No Genre. So she was like, yo, you should come with me. So I went with her. And then at that time, that's when I uh, I got the opportunity to see B.O.B. He pulled up in the front, Black McLaren, looking like Batman. Uh, DJ Holiday came through. And I, I seen them all talking to this one guy, and I'm like, I don't know who that guy is, but he must be somebody important. Right, everybody's right, right. talking to him. So I just introduced myself to him. I got his phone number, and I told him, I'm like, hey, I want to do something like this. You know, how much for you to come out, you know, be a judge? Mm-hmm. Mind you, I didn't know who he was. I just knew he was somebody. Um, he gave me his number, and then we ended up chopping it up, and he gave me some numbers, and I was like, okay, cool, I could deal with that. And then I ended up booking him. Um, my first show we ever did, and I remember doing the show. It was uh, the first show we ever did at this uh, venue called Knockouts. And I rented these mics. Come to find out, we had everybody here. We had about 200 people in here. I had the ARs and everybody in here. Who's the, the, guy, who's the guy you booked from us again? Uh, name is uh, KD. KD. Okay. I am KD6. On Instagram. The man right there. I And I do. Um, no, I my do, bad. Let's get back to it. You said the mics. My bad. The mics. Got to the show. Yeah. And he was there. And I, and, I, and, I, and I rock with him so much because I really, like, pretty much got him to be there for, like, two hours. He stayed longer because right. come to find out the mics didn't even work that we rented. And it was like. Damn, <laughs> you know, so like we couldn't even use the microphone. So we literally had a, you know, I might as well just say it like right. me and Moss, like Moss was DJing at the time. Yeah, I was. And we had to go and get his speakers so we can hook up some wire mics. Some wire mics, yeah. Oh, that shit was crazy. Like I literally had to leave the show and I was just new to Atlanta, so I got lost. <laughs> so as I'm driving back home getting the speakers, everybody's at the show wondering what's going on. It was it was crazy, but we got through with it. We got made it happen, and he and he congratulated me. He was like, "Yo, that was a dope event." And was then a I, lot of people there that night. Not guys. It was a lot. It was my first. I think it was our first, actually, first event event like that. I yeah, mean, we've done a party, but that was like our first showcase type of you know concert type of series. And it was a lot of people there. And he actually said we did a great job. I'm trying to debate: did we do it that Saturday and Sunday? Or I was think it was just that Saturday. Yeah. So how did the the how did just doing that one showcase get you in? To the door at Hustle Gang. Well, it wasn't just that one. Um, I mean, I, I know yeah. that, but how did that start to get you in the door? I'm not going to lie. If we never was able to fix the situation with the mics and everything would have crashed, I would have moved back to Florida. <laughs> but <laughs> since everything went good, it encouraged me. Like, damn, I did this, and I'm not even from here. Let me try it again. I ain't up booking him again. But it was so funny. The first time I booked him, I just thought he was – I didn't know who he was. I just figured he was just with, you know – with them right. Come to find out I hit him up I'm like yo man You think you give me An A&R from somewhere He like I'm an A&R I'm like oh damn Well who You like uh, No genre Hustle game I'm like Oh You know what uh, What it was The first time I booked them I just knew he was a uh, Manager to DJ Holiday That's right, what it was Right right So when I booked him The second time I was asking him Yo you know any A&Rs He was like I'm an A&R I'm like Well shit let me book you again then And then <laughs> I booked him again And then we did another show And then I ended up booking him Actually then we ended up Booking somebody else From Hustle Gang I know that so by that time, they started following me and following the movement. And we just took our shows on the road. We started doing shows in Indiana, Cincinnati, uh, Kentucky. And then our shows just got bigger. We ended up doing a sold-out show in Texas. We did had about 500, over 500 people come out to it the first time in Texas. Uh, from, that, from that part, um, 
what made you want to start managing artists? From after doing show after show after show after show, what made you want to get into the the management side of of the art of of, of the music? When we uh, when we booked Street Is X, we end up um, stepping outside. Um, I end up booking a producer by the name of Chill Go Hard. I, I booked him for Street Is X, and I just started researching them, and I noticed you know they was representing like Two Chains, Young Dolph, Bankroll. Um, Travis Porter, Schooly at the time. So I was like, all these artists got their own label situation, but they're just managing them. Meaning, I was looking at like, I don't really have to put so much money up for the artists because they're responsible for it. They got their own label. I could just connect the dots. So that's what encouraged me to say, you know what, let me start my own management company. And that's how I got into managing. After booking Street Exec, I was like, yo, I want to do, I want to manage. So that's what happened. Currently, right now, how many artists do you manage? We currently manage no artists. What? Yeah. And I'll, and, and I'll explain that. Um, a lot of artists, they come into the impression thinking I'm supposed to pay for everything. Right. I get 100 calls a week. Y'all want to sign with you? I want to sign with you be my manager. Want you be my manager? My, my text message is full up. But I explain to them, I don't just manage anybody. Right, so I don't right, charge absolutely. them. I don't charge the manage. Um, and, I, and I make sure I explain that. But I just don't manage anybody. But you got to realize, too, like as an as a artist, an artist is supposed to pay the manager. The manager don't. I mean, no, yeah, the artist supposed to, because that's a job. You hire a manager to manage you. You know what I'm saying? But I know you don't pay, you don't ask artists to really like, like directly pay you. You know what I'm saying? But I should, and the reason should, why. Yeah, absolutely. And I say, I speak on that because that's why artists, they, they feel the real. Oh, you my manager. You're supposed to be getting me money. No. But if you're not, if you're a brand new artist, you ask me to manage you, nine times out of ten, we're not going to make no money for at least for the first year. Right, absolutely. So you expect me to stop doing what I'm doing in my life and just focus strictly on you. Now, if you were saying, hey, bro, I'm going to pay all your bills, just focus on me. Oh, that's a little That's a little different story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, if you want me to concentrate on you and you haven't even sold one record or did one show on yourself or get one feature by yourself, but you expect me to do all the work, and that's kind of like where the situation comes in. So I have a, uh, a marketing. So I also have a marketing company. Okay. So basically, in order for me to get me to manage you, you have to go through my membership program. It's three months. Now, that cost is $150 a month, and it equals uh -huh. up to $450. Uh -huh. If you make it to the third month, and I like you. During that three months, I'm working with you. I'm to help developing you. I'm teaching you certain things. I'm bringing you to different events, taking okay, you out okay. here. So it's like I'm managing you, but I'm working with you, and you're paying for it. So at the end of the day, if you decide you want to quit, you ain't wasting my time because you're paying for it. So I have artists that can't even make it to the third month. I start. Let me tell you, my marketing company started off with 40 artists, uh -huh. and we're just now hitting the third month. I got three artists that made it. So what they tell you? <laughs> Do you believe that the artist works for the manager or do the manager works for the artist? I feel like it should be both. I, well, I tell artists, when I, if I decide to work with you, you got to work harder than me. And I work very hard. So if you sit around and wait for me to send you something or this and that, then you'll be waiting for a long time. Because I'll go ahead and post something on Facebook or Instagram and not even tell you about it. And then you'll have to see it later on. Right. So you should be waking up every morning like, X, what's, what's new? What's going on? I like that. That's what I like. Hit me up. Harass me. What's up? What we got going on? But if I don't know you, don't harass me. You know what I mean? like, I'll block you. Like, right, absolutely. Um, so when let's get back to the to the hustle gang situation. Um, you got your foot in the door pretty much by by networking with KD, doing show after show, then networking with KD. But it wasn't just like, hey, fuck with me. It was more so like, I'ma fuck with you first, and I'ma fuck with you again, I'ma fuck with you again. And then he started fucking with you. Is that is that correct? 
Yeah, and that's why I try to explain to artists. It's like you have to, you got to invest with somebody. You can't just expect somebody to rock with you because you do music or you right. the, you the hottest out here. Like, I'm a new person from Florida. Don't nobody know me. Right. KD, he ain't owe me nothing. You feel me? So, for pretty much, I had to present myself to him and show him what I was capable of doing. So, now that I'm, I'm in your inner circle... And then I even went to booking DJ Holiday. We don't book DJ Holiday damn near three times. times. So yeah, it's like yeah. when you're 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 constantly investing and you're just building up your repertoire with a person. They're like, yo, you know what? This man ain't just coming to me some for a handout. I went to him on some business. Like, yo, we need to do this. We need to do that. Can you do this and can you do that? And yeah, and like I and I explained to Katie all the time. I said working with him was hard as shit. <laughs> it's, it's so many many times, but I've learned from him. I've learned so much from him. And even when and what made me uh respect him so much is when I had my situation where I, I pretty much lost everything. He was one of, he reached out to me. He was like, Yo man, yo, you all right, keep your head in the game, stay blessed and keep working. And he didn't have to do that. So that's how I knew it was just it was more than just money. You know, he really cared about me type shit. So Yeah, I built that relationship. Yeah, he's and he's man, when I first met with Katie, um first time I met with him. It was at the radio station uh, with DJ Holiday on the radio, and we did our first agreement. The second time I met with him was at B.O.B.'s video shoot at South DeKalb Mall. So at this time, I knew he was official. You know, then he's already done opened up doors for me to introduce me to um, other people in the camp, like like Strahd. Strahd's another person from Grand Hustle. You know, he also Grand Hustle, Atlantic Records, Radar. So it's like him introducing me to him, and I build a relationship with him. You know, so now it's like, okay, cool, now I'm doing business with this person. You know who's affiliated with Atlantic Records, and you know he's affiliated with Grand Hustle, and I know his story of how he got with him, and now he's working with Radar. You know, so just so many opportunities come from. But I tell everybody, you got to invest into what it is you want to do if you want to be serious about it. So, do you believe that, like, when you, if it wasn't for networking, you wouldn't be where you are right now? If it wasn't for networking, I would not be where I'm at right now. So, as an up and coming artist that's watching this right now, like, how do artists, like? What do they have to do? Because a lot of artists, are like like as far as this in-depth interview, people don't understand how to network. They just say, fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, And then they, you say invest, but then it's like a lot of people don't know. I, to me, that just says, okay, I got to spend money. But some people just say they spend money, but then they got to know who to spend money with and then how to spend the right money. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people in Atlanta, especially in Atlanta, there's a lot of people that scam people. There's a lot of people that don't know what they're doing. There's a lot of people that don't have connects. So, like, how do they know they're dealing with the right person before they send you money or before they send anybody money? You never know you're dealing with the right folks. Absolutely. When I first, when we first booked that first show um, at the Club Knockouts, it was called Pierre One, I believe. I met with the owners, who I thought was the owners, outside of the club. We signed a contract and everything, gave him the money. Luckily, I was smart enough to record it. Uh, record the whole agreement signing. Um, I think the show was a month away. A week before the show, I called up. The line was disconnected. So I was like, okay. I ended up getting the phone number and calling back up. And then it was like, this is knockout. I'm going to help you. And I'm like, wait. Wait a minute. This is not such and such? She was like, no. They closed down. We're open now. Wait, when did y'all open up? So it was like a whole new club opened right, up at the club that I rented. So I ended up having to rush. I was in Florida at the time. I had to rush back here to Atlanta. Come to find out, the club that I originally was booking my show at, they closed down. A whole new club opened up, and the club owner never told me that. So luckily, um, you know, a guy named Doc, who owns Knockout, he was like, let them do it still. Because they were just opening up. They ain't have nothing going on. And they grand opened it was like that following week. So we did that show on that Friday, and they ended up being one of the biggest shows. To this day. 
not to this day. We've, we've done bigger, <laughs> but <laughs> for that, for it just to open up, you know. All right, all right absolutely. So yeah, man, uh, Atlanta is cap- capital of the world, you know. So, but you just got to be there. You got to really do your research, and a lot of people will post pictures and videos all the time. You just really got to take a chance, cause you know when we booked that show in uh, Dallas, Texas, right? Uh, the promoter, we thought they booked it. Um, three days before the show, the owner called me talking man, about Murphy's. Yeah, he yeah. called me like. Yeah, I see this flyer about this show. I'm thinking he's trying to sign up for it. He's like, no, I own the club. I don't know nothing about it. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we would have went all the way to in Texas about 11 hours. Oh, man, that would have been. But he ended up allowing me to still do it. He was like, matter of fact, I have another club I just opened up. You can do it over there. And it was a, it was big. And like I said, we ended up doing 500 some people. So right. it was like we built that relationship up with him also all the way in Dallas. What, um, what a lot of people don't know is that me and you been knowing each other for about roughly 10 years, right? Man, I'm getting old. Yeah, we getting old. We getting old. Roughly, roughly ten, nine or ten years. Like we was, we was actually former business partners at the beginning, um, and then it was a a falling out, and then now here we are today. Um, how? First off, I met anybody who's watching this right now. I met DJX off of Facebook, right? When he was a rapper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I met him when he was a rapper, and then um, I ended up my former business partner. We fell out. Uh, well, he actually with the jail. We didn't fall out. He actually with the jail, and um, I asked X to come down to Atlanta. Well, come come be a part of a, a situation I had going on in Macon, Georgia, and he was down. And um, eventually, I was I moved to South Carolina. I was living in South Carolina, and um, you know, me and X stayed in contact. That's that was before I started DJing, before uh, X Game, before Moss Entertainment. This was before everything, and like one of the main things I remember you telling me was like, "Yo, I'm about to move to Atlanta." Um, you down to come with me? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, "Shit, I don't know about that." But then when I actually seen that you actually moved to Atlanta, I was like, "Fuck this shit!" You was telling you was telling me you was booked. You had shows going on. I'm like, "Well, fuck this shit! I'm about to move to Atlanta too." I had a good situation in South Carolina, but I was like, "Listen, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be a better situation for me in Atlanta." So I left, moved to Atlanta, and um, we that's how we got X Game started. Well, XGMG back when it was XGMG then, so we got. We got that started, and then um, it was eventually, like, after a couple of years, we, we started doing our thing. You started working with Tip. I was working uh, under under Deb, and I started DJing at Boosie's house a few times and everything. Shout out to Mike Beasy. Mike Beasy made that happen for me. And then um, we ended up falling apart, not really beefing with each other, but we ended up falling apart. Um, with the in, with this with this entertainment industry. And I tell everybody that's listening to this, anybody that's watching this right now, this game can really mess you up with relationships. You know what I'm saying? Relationships are very important. So, like, anybody that's watching this, you got to make sure that that don't let this industry mess up relationships with people that, you know, you once had a relationship before the industry was. You know what I'm saying? Can you elaborate more on on that part of our, our history? Well, I want to start from the beginning part. Go ahead, go ahead. Where um, and this is for all the artists that be reaching out to me or that reach out to Moss, and you feel like we we don't listen or respond back to your messages yeah. a lot of times because we're busy. But I just want to state this: the first time I reached out to Moss, he denied me. I did actually several times. Well, he was a rapper though. It it it, <laughs> it took for me to actually make a song, and I shouted him out in the song, and then I was like, "Yo." Hey, check the song out. I shouted you out. Then that's when he heard it. He listened to it. So like I said, sometimes you gotta like. You gotta fuck with Same people. with the DJ, man. Give the DJ a little bit of money, give him a drink, give him something to eat, you know, spend your music. Absolutely. You know, sometimes it's not always about the money. You just, hey, bro, you want a drink? You good? Hey, man, you know, my cousin, this. And sometimes you ain't even gotta get the music right away. You just be like, yeah, my cousin, and then mention it again. When, um, to elaborate on, 
and he and Moss had a wonderful uh, situation in South Carolina. I mean, he had a beach house. Had a, I, I did have a beach house. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever stayed there, I got there late at night. And then yeah. the, I was sleeping in the living room. And in the morning, like, the sun just came out. It was just bright as I don't know what. Seen the dolphins. Man. In the marshland and everything. It was, it was nice. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, he's been um, he's been working and grinding. And the whole situation of moving to Atlanta, like I said, was a blessing. And you'd be surprised how many people I, I reached out and said, do they want to come to Atlanta? And a lot of people told me no. I was dating a girl at the time, and I asked her to come, and she was like, nah. And, you know, to this day, she still tries to hit me up. And I just be like, nah. But, you know, just to say that, and I told a couple of my partners, like, yo, y'all should come today. And they're like, nah, we good. Moss actually did it. But, like I said, it was a grind. It was a hard work for him. Absolutely. Especially when I got here, I ain't had no car. I got here on the mega bus. I had an apartment for six months that I paid up. And my cousin was never there either. He had a construction job, so it was like I was there by myself. And I came during the biggest snowstorm ever in Atlanta. Yeah, so snow. I felt like we got snowed in. Snowpocalypse. It was bad. 2014. But, and I, like I said, I could have <laughs> went back, but I didn't. I kept working. I don't even know how I got to where I'm at, honestly. The beginning part, you know. I been working at Walmart, and they had me working all kind of crazy hours. I'm like, I did not move to Atlanta working at Walmart. So one day, a lady, one of the supervisors, said something to me I didn't like. I politely quit and handed him my badge. My driver told me, he said, yo, if you really want this, you're going to wake up early in the morning, you're going to get to it. I was releasing a mixtape. I was trying like $9 a slot. I ended up selling two slots at 9 o'clock in the morning. From that point on, I used to always wake up early. And I think that just the grind, and from what my driver at the time, and it wasn't no driver like I had money. It was like a driver. He was just like, he'll drive me back and forth to work. This before Uber and Lyft and all yeah, that. Yeah, before Uber and Lyft got popping. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just working and grinding and whatnot. And then I think the fallout, Everything happens for a reason. That's what I feel like. And he is right about it, man. Money and, and other people. Because I don't even think it was about the money because it re- actually wasn't about the money. It's the people around us. Yeah. It's like when you, because it started out me and Moss. And then it was like when you just start bringing everybody in. Just like I said, beginning about the artists that we work with. Me and Moss was both managing her at the time. We were both putting money behind it. We were both building her up. Yeah. You know? But like I said, over time. But then the thing about it is what people don't, what people don't realize is I used to work really for Moss. So it was like, <laughs> when we first started, I used to work for Moss. And then that's when the whole situation happened with the artist. I was like, yo, I'm finna go this way. What you want to do? And he was like, I'm coming with you. I was like, all right. And that's how I got it. But at the end of the day, Moss has always been a boss. So it was like, that's why I don't feel like it was so much of a fallout. It was, but it was like more so like it had to happen. Because like I was just having a conversation with somebody today and I was like, yeah, I'm about to do this podcast with uh, B. Moss. And, and she was like, wait, wait, the guy that you got into it with? I said, she was like, are y'all two different situations now? I'm like, yeah. She was like, oh, that's good then. So when she said that, it made sense. It's like, okay, cool. Now we can come back together as two bosses. He got his situation. I got mine. And we respect each other. Because at the end of the day, like I said, it was never like, it never got to, it yeah, never got yeah, to. Yeah, it never was. We never was like shooting each other. Yeah, it never got yeah. physical, you know, like that. And, I, and, and honestly, on both ends, we both made sure it didn't get there. Now, we both had our differences and we couldn't really express it because too many people got in the way. Like I said, it started off with us two, and then it ended up with you got all these other people now, and people taking sides, and people saying this and that, and you can't really speak to a person like you spoke. Because honestly, me and Moss, we stayed together, so it was like when we was going through the situation, like it was so crazy because I like I moved out, but I still had keys there, so it was so weird. Like, <laughs> that was I that. It was crazy. I like, remember that. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah. But it, I mean, I'm glad we are where we are now. Like I probably wouldn't even be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for the for us. Yeah. Falling out because like this is where I wanted everything to be, and now we at a point to where we can come together and sit down as men, as businessmen, former business partners. Now we have our own separate businesses going on and doing our own thing. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people in the industry right now can't do that. 
You know what I'm saying? They 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 can't do that. Look at Jay and um uh, Dame. You know what I'm saying? They can't sit down and really talk. They probably can, but they can't really, you know, they don't. You know what I'm saying? They just let that shit and like this shit was deeper than, you know what I'm saying? Not 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 what they had, but like our shit was deep. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been knowing each other for about ten years. And like you was the reason I moved. I ain't had no other family here. That was it. You know what I'm saying? You call you ain't got no family here. At one point we all he had. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm letting everybody know that's listening to this right now, like don't let the industry fuck relationships up because that's really what happened. Don't let the industry and the people around you, you got to be level-headed. You got to know what's going on around you because if you're not going, you know, if you have the wrong kind of people around you, if you have the wrong kind of clouded judgment, then shit can happen. Moving forward right now, I see you working with QC. How did that situation happen? You know, it's crazy. It's the same layout. And I'm going to say this again. Y'all got to invest, invest into what it is you want to do. I end up, and I'm going to be honest how I even got this happen. QC wanted the hottest labels out. Everybody know that. So what was it like about? I ain't going to say last year. It actually was. It was last It was last February when I did the show. I was trying to get with touch with somebody from QC. Man, I done DM, I done DM everybody that had a QC logo on their page. They could have been fake or not. Nobody responded to me. I was kicking it with this girl one day. I'm like, man, I've been trying to get with QC for the longest. She was like, oh, I know Coach K's son. I'm like, what? <laughs> she was like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. She was like, I know Coach K's son. I was like, hit him up. And then she hit him up, and he answered. I was like, damn. And then he was like, yo, I got somebody that want to, you know, they want to get one of y'all to come out. And he was like, oh, I can't bet. Mind you, he was one of the guys I hit up too. So when she did that, you know, he was like, all right, what he talking? When he talking about doing that? I was like, I want to do it on this day. I had deposit ready, whatever it was, and I ain't going to lie. It was a lot higher, but I expected it to be like that because they wanted the you know, top labels out here. So I ended up handling We did business. And what was so crazy was when I met with the uh, when, baby coach, to be exact, Coach K's son, when I met with him, he was cool as shit. But it was me. I was like, like he, we ended up hanging out that same night at Ice Bar. I don't even know how we ended up there, but we ended up you know, together there. But then I was like, on a business level, I know how sometimes business can you know, be right, wrong. Absolutely. And, I, and we... And we kind of like met through a female. So I didn't, honestly, I didn't really want to hang out with him too much until the event was over with. I was like, I didn't want nothing to happen. Right. Because right, it was right. a big event. And that, that to me was my biggest show I ever did in my life. The uh, the whole QC. QC. But that's how I got with, uh, got done with Baby Coach. And then it led to um, me doing that event. Somebody else came, another promoter uh, came to that event. And it was like, they booked me to DJ their show. And I was like, yo, you should put somebody on it. She was like, like who? I said, well, I'm doing this with Baby Coach. You should put QC on it. She ended up booking QC, and she booked me. So we ended up doing a show. I DJ. He was a guest judge. We ended up doing another show. And then, you know, we ended up getting booked together in North Carolina, but I ended up not being able to make it. But he still went out there. And then, honestly, I was about to book Coach again. I was like, yo, I want to do another show. And then he was like, I bet. But then we ended up going a different route. Two weeks later, he ended up calling me like, yo, man, we need to do the show. He, like, he got offered this club, and he was like, you know, they want him to do something. He was like, let me contact my business partner. I was like, who, me? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. What's up, business partner? And then that's how we really got into it. And now we got this event going on A3C. And, you know, it's pretty much the talk, you know. And then, we you know, we got um, moving on from that. You know, I just want to, after we do A3C, we'll see how we go from there. But just working with them is a blessing, you feel me? You know, so just being able to be able to deal with that because they got what they got going on. It's such a, like I said, it's a blessing for my situation I got going on also. How can artists that really want to, like, get around you and, and get close to you, like, how can they, I can't, I'm not saying how can they get in contact with you, but what do they have to do? What's the right way to get in contact with you? 
What's the right way? Not saying this company fucking with you, but like, like, cause they see what you got going on. I know prices is up right now, cause you working with a lot of different people. So like, what's the best way, the respect, most respectful way that you would want an artist to approach you? I am working with a lot of people, and just to throw it out there too, um, we do got an A3C event um, with Hustle Gang also, um, and that's going to be that Thursday of A3C week. Um, Man, I'm not Hollywood. I'm one foot in the industry, one foot in the streets with the independent artists. And that's why the industry rock with me because I have such a following with the independents. And the independents rock with me because I have the uh, industry. So pretty much you can really, at this time, I ain't going to lie, you can hit me up. Like I'm hiring assistants now, so sometimes my assistant will reply back to you. But I'm not no Hollywood dude. <laughs> now, I ain't going to lie, I do not respond back all the time. But sometimes you can. And the best time to hit me up is at my event. I do a live event, and I'll be like, free to perform. Come. If you can't even invest to come to a free, like, people be like, man, I ain't coming all the way out there. I'm like, when you coming to uh, Alaska? I'm not. <laughs> but we might. You well, never, I, never know. I just went on Moss will go. Yeah, I go. I'm not going. That's It's always been like that with me and Moss. Moss has always said, man, we need to go around the country. We need to go around the country. I did that for like a year or two straight. And we was so many miles of driving. And I used to fall asleep behind the wheel so much to the point where I was just like, man, I'm not doing this no more. But he continued to do it. That's why. I, that's why I praise him for that because he always wanted to do that. That's why I say it was good that we, how how we fell out and came back because it was meant to be like that. Because I'm not going 30 states, but he will, and that's Absolutely. good. I go out there, I get it, man. I don't care. Come find me in Atlanta. That's where I'll be at. <laughs> well, we live once again, man, right here, man. The Moss Podcast with DJX episode one of the Moss Podcast. Is there any? But any advice you want to give the artists right now? Because a lot of discouraged artists out there. People that one guy told me today, he said, "Yo, he was from um, a part of Virginia." Um, matter of fact, what's close to Petersburg? Richmond. No, nah, a, a small town. North Fort. No, nah, small town. Harrisburg. That's where it was. Harrisburg. I just Harrisburg. made that up. That's crazy. No, nah, it was Harrisburg, <laughs> Virginia. It was something with a burg in it. Uh-huh. You from Petersburg, right? I'm from Petersburg. It might have been Petersburg. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Petersburg, Virginia. Let's just say Petersburg. Uh-huh. He told me that um, Shout out people don't do a lot of. Events for artists out there, and I told him, I said, "Why don't you ha- use hashtags or look for somebody who does events?" Period. He said they don't answer their inbox. I said, "Well, why don't you go to the next city over?" He said, "What?" Did he, he said, um, "I can't go to the next city over because they don't do events like that either." Which is in Richmond. I know that's a lie, but my thing is, artists stop making excuses because they're making an excuse for every little reason of why they want you to fuck with them. My mama died, but can you still listen to my song? You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I'm not saying that's an excuse that your mom died, but, like, people will use excuses for why they didn't make it to shows or why they don't, you know what I'm saying? And people fail to realize that you have to build relationships with people. Like, how many artists have you seen come to your shows, like, four or five times? you like, man, you good now. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to come no more. You ain't got to pay no more. Mike, Mike Beasley was one of them. For real. Mike right. Beasley was, like, one of the first people to come to our shows and then end up working with Boosie as an engineer. So right. that was, like... Mike Beasley was the guy who put me on it. With, yeah, with so yeah. he was coming performing our show. We had a lot of people that come to our shows and then end up learning the sauce a little bit and then them going to do their own show. We never tripped about it. You know, you know, do what you do, you feel me? And it's actually built a lot of people, you feel me? Um, I had a lot of artists come through and perform and it's doing big things now. You know, we don't really never hold nobody, you yeah. know. But shout Euro. Euro, he's dope. Euro's, Euro's dope. I actually just reached out to him and Boom Man about booking him. Um, so, you know, it's crazy how he come paying to perform at our shows. Euro guy, he played to perform at our show like two years ago. And now he's 
the man here. But tell him he won. Yo, what's crazy? He won it though. Yeah, he won the show. When you're actually, he came. Moss had me hosting one show at one club, and he was at a whole nother club. When you first performed that Friday night, I didn't really like him that much. Not saying I didn't like him. It's just that he was with some other guys, and they did a little bit better. So I ended up voting them. He came back again that next day. He did a whole different song. He was turned. And then we advanced into the championship, and he ended up winning the whole thing. Winning the whole guy. So that's like what I like. I be trying to tell artists. Just because the person don't notice you the first time doesn't mean they ain't going to notice you the second or the third. You just got to keep working. Um, We did a show in Petersburg. Was you there? I was there. You, you was at the second one. Oh, I, We I, did I the first show in Petersburg and at the skating ring and sold it out. And then we did. We went back up there, did another show. We just haven't been back up there, so I I don't know for sure if they do those the type of events because I know a lot of people from Virginia do reach out to me. But I ain't gonna lie, the type of events that you know myself and Moss do is like people you they don't really see it like that. How often um, do you do events in Atlanta? I mean, I really been doing them every Friday, but I'm gonna stop because I got a lot of stuff going on. So actually, moving into 2020, I'm gonna be doing two shows a month. One show being more so uh, directed towards artists, and another one's going to be parties. I used to be really good at parties. So I'm going to do one big party a month and one big showcase a month, bring some of my A&R buddies from different labels there and come out there. So probably, I'll say about two. And I might get, you know, I'm going to start getting back on the road out there with, um, with Moss. Because, you know, we just signed this new artist, you know. You know. What's actually, up? Actually, I'm about to sign three artists. So, you know, if anybody's out here looking, you know, I, I already committed to one. Uh, they finna be blowing your inbox up once they read this. I just, about this. I just met with an artist yesterday out of South Carolina. He hit his mother, him, himself, and his manager. They met with me. We had Applebee's. We had a long two-hour talk. But I seen him on tour last year. So that's why I be trying to tell artists, man, you just got to keep working and grinding. I'm watching you. There's a couple of artists I'm watching now that I want to sign. And I might just... And when I sign you, I take care of everything. You feel me? I'm paying for everything, touring, travel expenses. Studio time. Studio, merchandise, marketing, promotion, all that. So it's like. Last thing. Last thing. Uh, what's the difference between being signed and then having a, uh, what's, we had talked about this when we, when we, we had a certain artist. Um, managing an artist and being, having, a manage, having an artist signed to a, a, a label. What's the difference with that? Basically, I repeat that one more time. What's the difference between what's the difference between an artist being managed by someone and and um, being signed to a being signed to an actual label? When basically managing an artist, they're technically like responsible for you know paying for like I'm pretty much connecting the dots. But like I said, when I was a manager, I was pretty much operating as a label anyway. Mm -hmm. I took care of everything, so really it's kind of like the same thing. But I you know I guess on a management tip, I expect. You had to, you know, spend a little bit more money, you know, on your end. Compared to being signed to me, I take care of everything. Like, right. everything. But when I'm managing you, I'm pretty much still take care of, like, studio and touring and all that. You probably got to pay for certain. So you got to pay for certain things when you. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind of weird because, like I said, I run it like a record label anyway. So it's like, I, then that's the reason why I started a label. I'm like, hey, my management is taking care of everything anyway. So I might as well become <laughs> a label. Because I was on, on a management, you're really not getting that much. 15, 20% the right. most. Right. You build artists up and they're getting thousands and thousands of dollars. So, but I ain't going to lie, I have some of the, I got one of the best record label splits that caters towards the artists more. And artists love it, you know. I've been presenting it to a lot of different people just in my 
in my camp and other labels just see what they think about it. They're like, yo, you're blessing them. So that's why I said when I sign these artists, but I, like when you sign an artist, man, they got to be serious. That's why I said. got to be serious. That's why I said the artist I met with yesterday, I've been following him for a year. So it's not like I'm just, and we already done met a few times. It's like now he's like, yeah, I'm ready. You know, and I already got another artist that I've been managing for about a year and a half, you know, so. Well, you heard it out the horse's mouth himself, man. So we live once again right here, man, the Moss Podcast with DJ X ATL. We finna get up out of here, man. Instagram, Facebook, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, follow me uh, at DJX ATL X Gang. Um, please do not follow the DJX ATL. They hacked my page. That's how I know I'm popping. So make sure you follow the DJX ATL X Gang. And also you can follow my record label, X Gang Music Group. At X oh Gang Music God. Group. We live once again, man. <laughs> DJ Moss, man. DJ X ATL X Gang. We finna get about here, man. This is the Moss Podcast, man. Let's go. Shout out to B Moss. Be, be, be Moss, baby. Be Moss, baby. Oh, 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 my God.